This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Kyler. And I'm Dallin. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. Dallin, what do Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, and Alan Rickman all have in common? Uh, well, they're actors. Good job. Good I, job. Wow. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> do I get an A on this test? Yeah, sure. Nice. Thanks. A minus, I guess. Why A minus? Because they're also in this movie that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I suppose I should have specified a little bit more. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, with that segue, we're going to be talking about Galaxy Quest came out in 1999. It is PG, and it stars Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, and Daryl Mitchell, and it's directed by Dean Pariseau. I'm hopefully saying that correctly. We think we got that yeah. right. There was not definitive evidence of how to actually pronounce that name, so yeah. we guessed. <laughs> it seems French. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. This is a good one. It is. This is one I kind of forgot about. Hmm. Um, but uh, it's one I, I watched a bunch as a kid. And I think you also mentioned you you watched a bunch too. Oh, yeah. It was a staple in my family for, I mean, we've seen it so many times. We quote it to this day. I mean, there'll be just, we'll be in random situations in life and just quotes from this movie will come yeah. up. It was one of those ones where, I mean, my, my family had a, big old bookshelf of like old VHS movies all the old like classic Disney ones and yeah the, the big old chunky plastic cases <laughs> and then there's a, a one or maybe it's like one and a half rows of, of DVDs <laughs> and then this was one of the ones that we'd watch all the time because it was just like that was so good oh yeah it's, it's really funny that this movie originally was supposed to be like an R-rated you know like adult comedy and yeah. they they reworked it to make it more I guess family oriented. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you told me about that earlier when we were watching it. Yeah. And I, first of all, completely over my head. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, but then just now when you're like, oh, it's rated PG, I was like, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Not even like, uh, no, no. Yeah, I guess just PG. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been PG 13. Yeah. But still, like, it's. It's just kind of hilarious how much they, they toned it down. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And there's even moments you can tell that they did. Because yeah. they, they'll have like moments where they're supposed to say, like Sigourney Weaver's supposed to say the F word at one point, and she's definitely mouthing it, but she says screw instead of the F word. Yeah, they had to <laughs> dub over. Yeah. <laughs> so, But like you, you pointed, there's a couple of those, and you pointed them out to me, and I was like, that's actually hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But yeah, one... I don't know, it's really funny, this movie, you know, I was talking to you that it's it's a bit more than just, like, a parody of Star Trek, you know, like, you they could have just done a movie, like, I think you mentioned, like, Spaceballs, which is a f- hilarious movie. Yeah. Spaceballs, or, you know, like, Scary Movie, things like that, where it's just a straight up, we're just making fun of it, and we're just joking about it yeah, and the whole movie is designed as a joke like yeah. it was written as a joke like all the actors are aware that it's just a joke like it's 
when you look at just the, for fun, you look at those movies, and there's not a lot of you know like serious moments, or the characters don't have that much like character development. Like you said, it's just made as to be funny. But like this one, I think it really uh, took that concept. I mean, it was almost like they they sat down and were like, "What if William Shatner?" were thrust into this actual position of being in a space captain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would happen? And it's just a funny situation that came out of that, but instead of just going with the funny, they decided to be like, okay, well, let's make these real characters and real... Give them actual development. Yeah, real relationships, sort. you know? Like, they're these actors who used to be the top dogs of the industry, and now they're just, you know... They're at conventions signing autographs. Some, mm-hmm. most of them wishing they weren't be they uh, weren't uh, the <laughs> wishing that they weren't there. Yeah, and it, it's just it's really cool to see their journey through all of this in this wild space movie. Yeah, it, like I I hadn't seen this movie in a very long time. Like I said, I kind of forgot about it. Um, it's probably been, I mean, I guess like. Four or five years since I saw it last, yeah, at minimum. <laughs> and so, but I had like so many memories of watching it, yeah, that uh, scenes would pop up and I'd be like, oh, I remember this thing. But then rewatching it again with like my adult eyes, yeah. I can see all of those those little things here and there that like I knew existed subconsciously, but then like now that I'm older and can actually appreciate them, besides just like oh, goofy aliens, um, it's it is actually surprising how much this movie like actually does get into you know giving these characters actual relationships with each other and mm-hmm. and like actually you know having them do things that are interesting this beyond just like being silly goofy people <laughs> yeah one well, one thing i think that they all end up realizing is how much like just in in the uh, vessel of you know the thermians they realize how much this show means to people. The Thermians obviously think it's a real thing, and they you know they built their culture around it, which isn't like how a lot of fans. I mean, well, a lot of fan. There are a lot of fans who you know their lives are very built around this one thing. I mean, you look at me. What we're looking at right now is my all my Star Wars merchandise. And uh, six Star Wars posters <laughs> on the wall. Probably a good like hundred or more. What are these? Are these pogs? Fun- Funko pops. Yeah. Funko pops. What are pogs? Uh, they're pogs. Are like little discs. They're, they're <laughs> okay. like little plastic discs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know things. Um, <laughs> but it, it's I bet like several people just cringed at me asking <laughs> that question. Oh, um, it's like it's not my entire life, but it's something that's very important to me. Something that I've grown up with. Something that pretty much it, it helped shape who I am. Like yeah, you know. And it, it one thing I really love that this movie does is it really is a love letter to those fans who are like, your feelings are are valid. Yeah. I think almost more so than anything else, that's yeah. what this movie is really about. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, through the, the, the lens of the Thermians who uh, actually believe that the historical documents are real. Yeah. Um, but all the way back to uh, Brandon, is that his name? Yeah, Brandon. The, the kid who helps him in the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you see how, I mean... It's it's has a bad connotation, but like how obsessive he is, sure, obsessed yeah. with this whole mm-hmm. fandom he is, and like he's mm-hmm. got his four or five friends with him, and they're all like asking uh, technical questions. Yeah, they're like, asking him like super technical questions about like 
how would this thing work in the ship? Like, if it technically works this way, but, like, it works this way in the episode. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it's just fascinating to see, like, it shows you how into things people get. Oh, yeah. And, like, me too. Like, I, I don't know if there's any movies or series that I get that much into, but, like, one of my favorite games is Warframe. Yeah. And I could talk the ears off of probably anyone on this entire planet about things involving Warframe and all that kind of stuff. And, like, I would probably drive people insane. And yeah. it's like, it's a video game. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's really important to me. And Star Wars is super important to at you. The, you know, like you said, it's a video game, it's a movie, it's a TV series. But at the same time, it's more than that to people. Exactly. Yeah, and, that, and this movie, I... I mean, that's one reason why, you know, it's funny, it's it got great characters, it's all that, but I love it because it it really tells us fans, it's like, this wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for you guys. Yeah. Like, the fact that all of the, the Earth sections of yeah. this movie take place almost entirely at the convention. Yeah. The, it's like day three of the <laughs> Galaxy <laughs> Quest <laughs> convention. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, all of these hundreds of people here... Is what makes these people. It's what gives them a job. Like mm-hmm. it's they got to make this show for these people, and it continued to be a show, and it continued to be successful because of these people who watch it and love it and dress up in silly cosplays of it. Like yeah, well, and you know, like we said, there's that look at it through the eyes of the Thermians, and each of these characters goes through their journey about how they realize that this is important to people, and especially to these Thermians and. I, but I think one of the ones that really sticks out to me is Alexander's journey. He, he plays Dr. Lazarus, uh, Alec, Alec Rickman. Yeah. Um, because at the beginning of the movie, he's like, oh, I used to be an actor. I was in Richard III. I was on Broadway. I was in plays. And, you know, he's like, I, this is below me. He's like, know? I was a real actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm never saying that line again. You know, I'm never saying it again. It humiliates me. Yeah. But then he meets uh, Quillick, I think his name is. Yeah. And, you know, for a while, he's just like, yeah, okay. Kind of like he is to all the other fans, where he's like, I don't really care. And then he gets that relationship with Quillick, and unfortunately, Quillick gets shot. Mm-hmm. And just that scene where Quillick is expressing his love for Dr. Lazarus, you know, like, he, he said, even though we have never met, I always considered you a father to me. And yeah. and then that's when he says, by Grapthar's hammer, by the sons of Warvan." You will be avenged. And he it, said the line. He said the thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a really cool thing because obviously, you know, I don't feel like Mark Hamill is my father, but <laughs> but I have, I I almost feel like I have a relationship to that character. You know, like those. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch these movies, it's like I'm checking in with friends. You know, yeah. because when I was a kid, I I didn't have a lot of friends. You know, uh, until I met you guys. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and it's kind of funny watching those movies. It's like those were my friends, I guess, yeah. you know, when there I was were, young. There were people you cared about, and even yeah. if they weren't real people. Real. And it's not like I didn't know they weren't real, because obviously I do. But, like, still, as a kid, like, yeah. they are in a way real. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and it's it's just it's something that touches you that much. It's like... Yes, I'm a 26-year-old man, but this stuff means the world to me because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it just blew my mind. It, yeah. it connected to me in this very visceral way, and this movie shows 
that in, like we said, the lens of the Thermians and the actual fans on Earth, you know, mm-hmm. just because when Tim Allen needs help, he, he calls for one of the fans. Yeah. Because he's like, I know this kid's going to know. And he knows better than I do. Yeah. And then he's got an entourage of friends who also know better yeah. than I do. <laughs> well, and that's one thing that I, I love is... When he, he he's you know talking with Brandon, he and Brandon's like, you know, I'm not a complete nutcase. I know this isn't real. I know that there's no <laughs> spaceship out there. He's like, okay, it's all real. I knew it. Yeah, immediately <laughs> jumps into like, I knew it was real. Uh, yeah, so that that actually, uh, my first note in here, I basically said that actors have to become their characters. Yeah, and like. In a literal and like a figurative sense, because obviously they're acting. Yeah. But what I really mean by that is like, it means so much more to a fan or someone who watches, you know, a movie or a show or whatever, when you can ask the actor who is just being themselves things about their character and they know it. Yeah. Like, you mentioned uh, Mark Hamill and like Luke Skywalker. It's like, yeah. he has embraced that character. Yeah. He has made Luke Skywalker a part of himself. And like to this day he still goes and does things. Like I've seen videos of him going to like hospitals and hanging out with Well, sick and all kids the Marvel who, guys do that too, you know. Yeah, like, and they yeah. they these kids look up to this person who is fictional but kind of exists and it's just like so magical it, and and it's they such ex- a huge... they exist because that person believes that they do. You know, it's like yeah. they, they exist in that person, mm-hmm. you know, who Whoever loves Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC, those characters exist because we keep them alive. Yeah. And, like, just the... I don't know. It just... It gives me so much respect for an actor when they understand that part of their job. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it's, like, a huge franchise. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't expect uh, Tim Allen to, like, <laughs> bust into Galaxy Quest right. stuff. But, like... If I met um, Henry Cavill mm-hmm. and asked him about The Witcher, like I would expect him to give me answers about The Witcher. Well, it's it it's funny when you mention Tim Allen because I actually have heard stories of where he not Galaxy Quest, but where there'll be kids and he'll go into to infinity and beyond, you know, and and yeah. go into full Buzz Lightyear mode, and you know, like kids will just be amazed, you know, they're like, oh. Their mom will introduce them and be like, oh, this is Buzz Lightyear. And they're like, that's not Buzz Lightyear. Then Tim Allen's like, what? But when I do the voice, their eyes light up. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's it's this cool power yeah. that they have. And, I mean, there's a there's a quote from Carrie Fisher that it's, it's one of my favorite quotes. She was always a very quirky, you know, very funny person. And she she said, uh, she said, uh, Prince, uh, I'm Princess Leia and Princess Leia is me. It's like a Mobius strip tease. <laughs> I think you've told me that before. Yeah, and I just, like you said, I respect that where she's like, that's who I am, you know? She's yeah. like, and that's who these people are going to see me as, you know? And mm-hmm. it's important to these people. Like I said, it gives me so much respect for someone when they when they do that. Because mm-hmm. they don't have to. Yeah. Technically, they could just do the job, get the paycheck, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. But, like, when, when they... I think the best example is... One of the all-time greats, one of the goats, uh, Lord of the Rings, of course. Uh-huh. I've seen so many videos of the actors from that movie, the movies, yeah. and mainly it's the four hobbits. But 
to this day, the amount of, like, passion and, like, care they have for the characters they portrayed, what was it, like, 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. It's it's just, like, it's amazing to me. Because I watched an interview of, uh, I don't know their na- the actors' names, but Marion Pippin. Uh, Dominic um, Monaghan and Billy Boyd. Yeah. See? Superpower. That's why I got <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> I watched a, uh, an interview of them that came out, like, maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, and, like, it was all about Marion Pippin. Yeah. And they asked tons of questions of, like, all these different things that had, like, basically no relevance to the book, or to the movies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were in the books, but, like, it, not in the movies. Yeah. And they, they immediately, like, popping off answers all the time. And it was just, like, they became, in a way, the, those characters became a part of them as real people. Yeah, I was about to say that is, like, it's very important to us as fans, but I love it when it becomes important to them. Because you mentioned the Lord of the Rings cast. They all got the number seven uh, tattooed on them in Elvish mm-hmm. uh, for the fellowship. And you, you can, you know, you wouldn't tattoo yourself if it wasn't something that is important to you. Same with, like, the original Avengers cast. Uh, they all got an Avengers tattoo. You know, it's like, it's really cool when you see that that meant the world to them mm-hmm. as well. And, and they yeah. built these relationships, like Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd. They haven't done Lord of the Rings, like you said, in 20 years, but they have their own podcast, and they're doing yeah. doing things together, and that wouldn't they have became, happened. Like, they became best friends. Super good friends. Because, because of, of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It's it's just like, it puts a spotlight on that. and Well, and in this movie, one of my favorite parts of this movie is at the end, when they're all, you know, after the big explosion and everything happens, all the actors are standing up there, and Tim Allen salutes the the kids mm-hmm. and just gives that moment for them and the kids are just you know they they give the salute back and you can tell it just meant, meant the world to them yeah and that's like like I said that's one reason why I absolutely adore this movie and I I've, I've seen even interviews and things about this movie where they say that's what we wanted to do we wanted to we wanted to kind of give this love letter to the fans yeah well. I don't know. I, I have more notes, but I, I don't want to, like, <laughs> just, like, jump immediately off this point. Because I yeah. think it's an important point to make. Yeah. Especially because, um, I mean, I think it kind of applies to both of us. Um, specifically from my perspective, I want to go into the game design industry. Yeah. Or I guess just the games industry. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I want to be a games designer, but that doesn't mean too much to the normal person. <laughs> but, like, I want to work on video games. And... I'll, I know that there are many, many people out there who think that video games are a waste of time. And, like, not only is it a waste of time to play, but, like, why would you even bother making those? Like, those, those are silly. Like, those are things for, for children. And I have to sit there and, like, hold myself back every time because I'm like, no, it's not. It's absolutely not. It never has been. Video games have always been, like, a serious thing. Even back when it was freaking Pong. <laughs> like... <laughs> I've, I've watched so many interviews of people who worked on video mm-hmm. games back in, like, the dawn of the, the modern era, like, Atari people, whose entire lives, that, that was what they did, and that was, like, who they were. And it was silly little pixel games on, a, on like, an 8-bit screen, and it's just, like, but it didn't matter. Yeah. And, like, even more so nowadays, like, games have gone so far... And they can, like, the uh, the power they have is something that needs to be respected. 
because like movies that you can see, you can watch it you can see it and like with books you imagine it but when you're playing a video game you're actually doing the thing, the thing yeah. in in some sense yeah. like you're still looking at a screen but you're controlling a person mm-hmm. that's making actions and you're like you self insert into that that setting whatever it is well, and it's funny too because you know obviously video games you do technically do a bit more you make choices you you are doing it but that's the thing that happens like with with movies too you self insert you mm-hmm. know like i mean growing up i was a skinny blonde kid and i saw myself in luke skywalker like wow is there more out there for me is mm-hmm. there more you know and i think that's the magic of these kind of things and it's it's interesting that today in in our time 2022 there's a lot more respect for the quote unquote nerd culture but i still think that there's those people out there who brush it off as like oh you're just obsessed you're just you know it's yeah. just a weird thing that you're you're fanatical about but yeah wasting your time wasting I've, your time I can't yeah. tell you how many times i've heard that exact phrase yeah like video games mm-hmm. are a waste of time and i hate it because what I see, I've mentioned Warframe. Yeah. I don't want to get too deep into it. So I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about it. But I played that game to start because it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a fun gameplay loop. I go around as a crazy space wizard ninja and I blow things up. And it's awesome. Yeah. But then something changed when they released a cinematic quest that showed who you were as a character. And literally gave you a self-insert. Yeah. Like, you actually found out who you really were and then could make a character that was you. (laughs) That was controlling these weird robot things. And it's like... That was... I I think that was the first time... Well, it was the first time I ever cried at a video game. Mm. Um, It might have been the first time I ever cried, like, at a movie or anything like that, too. Because it was a long time ago. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. it, It changed me. And to this day, like... I have said this before, but, like, I will play that game until it ceases being a video game. Right. Because that's how much it means to me. And, like, it doesn't matter whether or not I play it every day, but I will follow it and I will I will jump back in every once in a while. I will, I will invest time and stuff into that game forever. You proposed to your wife at I, a con. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, we went to TennoCon in 2017, and I proposed to my wife there in front of, like, 14,000 people live on the internet. So, yeah. Well, and that's, yeah, that's similar to me. Is Like I said, it's a little different to me since I, I grew up with that. You know, But obviously, I wasn't born a Star Wars fan. Yeah. At least unbeknownst to me. But, <laughs> hey, it's a possibility. But it's, it's one of those things, as I grew up, I, you know, it, it just got m- more impactful to me and more meaningful. And just as I, you know, when I was a tween, you know, like 12 to like 14, you know, mm-hmm. that was a rough time for me where, you know, I was bullied and things. It's okay. And, it's a rough time for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I was bullied and things because I liked that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so for a little while I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. And then it's crazy when all these new movies came out. The, the, they announced they were gonna Disney was bought Star Wars and they're gonna do new movies and it it like reignited this flame for me and just like ten times stronger than it was I was mm. like you know what I'm not gonna hide behind this I'm gonna be who I am yeah you know I think that's something that we all have to you know come to terms with at some point in our life yeah is like this is what I like 
And just because other people might not like it doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. Like, right. you need to be able to have the ability to, to say, I enjoy this regardless of what anyone else thinks. Yeah. And we might get into this, obviously, uh, w- uh, when we do a Star Wars film in the future or something. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll probably yeah. do all of them. <laughs> yeah. But I like all of them. I like mm. them all. Sure, I may have my issues with them or whatever, uh, with certain bits and pieces of them but i whenever someone's like oh which ones don't you like i'm like mm, none of them <laughs> i'm like i like all of them and they're like oh what how i'm like because it's such a big part of me it, it it feels like it's like if i dislike so if i hate one of them it feels like i'm hating part of myself i don't know it's a weird thing but no i get it yeah and like i can understand people's dislike yeah for some of them Oh, yeah. No, I do too. But, like, at the same time, do I care? Yeah. Not really? Like, my favorite... I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but my favorite Star Wars movie is Episode 2. Yeah. And that one's pretty far down the (laughs) list on on the most well-liked Star Wars movies. Like, I'd say it's pretty close to the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't care. Because, for me, that was, like... One of my favorite movies as a child growing up, go over to my aunt's house. I'm pretty sure that's where that's who had it, and I'd watch it like every time I was there. <laughs> and the laser battles and the giant droids and all the spaceships and all that yeah. stuff and the on Geonosis, like yeah. I don't care how bad the acting is and yeah. how weird Sand is and how <laughs> awkward Anakin is towards Padme and all yeah. that other stuff. Like I was a, a guest on your podcast with Mikey uh, a couple of years ago. With Star Wars Senate, not to plug that. Yeah, but, <laughs> hey, feel free. <laughs> um, and that was like, it was so cool for me to be able to rewatch that movie and yeah. then just like the entire time gush about how much I loved that movie yeah. and didn't care about the bad rap that it got. Seriously. And I, I think that is one of our inspirations looking back towards this podcast mm-hmm. specifically. Because we had such a good time with that. And I mean, yeah, this is, um, if you're listening, this is kind of a tangent. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, we did kind of the same thing with Stargate, but this movie, Galaxy Quest, really inspired that and really, I think, lets you know it's like, so you're a nerd. Be a nerd. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's a good, you know, be a nerd. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. You know, yeah. enjoy what you want to enjoy. Yeah, do what makes you happy, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And man, this this movie really pushes that. I think really like, yeah. and and plus it's it's funny. Yes, <laughs> it's it's hilarious. I don't want to sit on our soapbox yeah. too long, but like, yeah, get back into the movie in a minute. But like, it's just, I I love that. When people are allowed to, to like what they want to like. Yeah. And it, it it's something I had to actively change about myself. I don't remember when it was, but it was, you know, after I started to grow up a little bit. Yeah. Because everyone, I mean, everyone will make fun of other people at some point in their lives. Yeah. I even, like, I still do it. I still make fun of some people. No. But, like, I had to make this conscious thought at one point, and I remember doing it. I was like, you know... People make fun of me for almost the exact same reasons and in the same way that I'm making fun of these other people. Mm. And it makes me feel like garbage. So I don't want to do that to anyone anymore. Like, that's just bad. It makes me feel bad. 
because it makes me a hypocrite. Like, mm-hmm. I hate it when other people do it to me, so why would I do it to them? And so, I don't know. It just, if somebody likes My Little Pony <laughs> <laughs> and that's their thing, no matter who they are, cool. You never know a person's story. You know, yeah. you never know, like, what that thing means to them. I mean, like, a part of why I've loved Star Wars so much is because I remember... I mean, this is with a lot of movies, but, mm-hmm. like, I, my dad obviously introduced them to me, as he did with a lot of movies, but, like, Star Wars was one of those things where we could marathon. My yeah. dad, I get home from school on Friday, and he's like, okay, this weekend we're doing a all six Star Wars marathon, because there were only six at the time, but... Um, He's like, so uh, get ready. We're making some popcorn. We're getting, uh, we're getting some blankets, and we're gonna sit on the couch and watch all six of them in a row. Are you cool with that? I'm like, yeah, Dad, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Be here till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so it's it's just a a lovely thing to accept that part of yourself. You know, don't let don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Really. Be brave enough to to ignore them, but also find people who share that with you yeah. ideally because i i said this a couple times but this movie i think validates that like that in, in this way like you know him calling for brandon's help mm-hmm. validates like this is okay that you liking this thing is great mm-hmm. you know and just in the context of the movie showing that uh because he knew all that nerdy stuff yeah. it helped Save the day. You know, not like that's going to happen and, you know, like Mark Hamill's not going to call me and be like, hey man, I need to blow up the Death Star. Can you help me? I need to blow up the actual Death Star. I need to blow up the blueprints right now. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, it's a lovely thing. So, do you want to get into the actual movie now? Yeah. (laughs) Not that I mean, 30 minutes. (laughs) I mean, I I love when a movie can can do this though, can spark this just idea in us. I mean, that's... Like I said, that's kind of what Stargate did. We hardly talked about the movie, and now, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I think this episode is going to be pretty similar to Stargate in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, yeah. uh, but um, I love that. I love that, and I think that's kind of the point of movies. Sometimes is, um, yeah. Of course, you love what's there on the on the screen, but mm-hmm. if it makes you think of all of this, yeah, yeah. a director's going to even if a director didn't intend that or yeah. the crew or whatever. They're going to be like, wow, that's amazing that you got that from my movie. I love that. You know, I just had a thought. So I kind of meme on on like people who look super deep into like poetry. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I, same thing I just was explaining a minute ago. Making fun of people when I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of find it a little funny when when somebody it's like a like maybe a ten word poem. Yeah. And there's like dissertations on what this this art the, this poet meant by what they said in this poem mm-hmm. but we're basically doing that exact same thing mm-hmm. like we're looking at this movie that's less than two hours long i mean it did take you know probably several years and hundreds of hours of and many many people to make but yeah. still like in reality like we can consume this movie in an afternoon yeah go about our day but then we're sitting here like talking about the philosophical, the philosophical, philosophical. My <laughs> goodness, I can't talk. Um, meanings like behind why they might have made it this way, and even if they didn't, like, does it matter? Yeah, not really. Like, if I can find meaning in something that maybe didn't have that meaning originally, like, that's not really a problem. Well, I've actually seen an interview with Mark Hamill back on him, um, <laughs> um, where he says, 
like someone was uh, explaining to how they saw Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and they asked him, they were like, "Is Luke Skywalker like this?" And he says, "If that's what you want him to be, like," and he, he was like, "Because what you think and what you feel is valid. Like, if Luke Skywalker is that to you, then sure, then yeah, he is." Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in all of that, we, I mean, with all of that, we got from this comedy movie, you yeah. know, this. But I think that may be more of what the director and crew and writers and all that wanted. Is I feel like every creator doesn't just set out to, like, oh, let's just make a silly comedy movie that people are going to just watch and never watch again, you know, like... Or at least not every time. Yeah, every they time. They might yeah. do that occasionally, but... And, like, we talked about other parodies of things like Spaceballs and Scary Movie and things like that that are really just made just to be funny or just to be mm-hmm. dumb or whatever, but this had more life to it. It had more yeah. heart to it because yeah. they took these characters and they could have, like you said, done... Something like scary movie. Yeah, it could have been a throwaway movie. Yeah. And that would have honestly been okay. Yeah. And it could have just been like, let's make fun of Star Trek because Star Trek is goofy and old and has silly special effects. And (laughs) in this movie, they do make fun of certain things like that. Absolutely. Like Tim Allen doing the rolling or, you know, the crazy shaky camera when things are exploding and stuff like that. But in that... They do it in a way where it's not necessarily making fun. It's more paying homage. Yeah. They're like, this is what came before. And we think that in that we can find humor because of how different it was. Or yeah. how... Well, just to kind of go off that, like, I think it starts that way for sure. Mm-hmm. It starts with, oh, let's just make fun of Star Trek. Yeah. Like, let's make fun of the silly things they did on that show. Because at that point, like during the first half of the movie or so... It is just them playing a part still. Like, they're still just being silly, goofy actors, not quite realizing the situation that they're in. And, like, they, they do make fun of a lot of those things. But then what I think makes it um, feel more special, what makes this movie really, like, come alive is when the stakes start to get more serious mm. and they realize what's happening to the Thermians and what has already happened to them. And they're like, oh, wait, these are real people. Yeah. Like, And then that is when it goes from being, like, a parody to actually, you know, standing on its own and, and saying, no, we're going to, you know, give ourselves something to go off of, like, something to actually make and create and have be our own. Yeah, and uh, the each of these characters, I think, goes through their own journeys that goes through development that I think is really earned. And like, I mean, you, you look at Tim Allen, he was just this, you know, cocky guy who loved the spotlight. Yeah. And it even still, like you said, started out that way. Even when, uh, in the beginning when he was like, Oh guys, come on this ship with me. It's pretty cool. Right. Oh, we're in the real thing. That's awesome. But then he realized the stakes Mm -hmm. and he also realized that he cared more. I think he realized he cared more about his, friends than he even realized you know like he um and same goes for like alan rickman like i said i mentioned this a little bit earlier but he just thought all this was silly he yeah he was like i this is a stupid thing that i did for a paycheck he is still being roped into it years later yep 
a stupid thing that I got out of hand and I don't ever want to do it again. And then he sees, like, especially with Twi'lek, what that what that does. Like, And when he says, by Graptar's hammer to Twi'lek, I mean, I, I was I was tearing up a bit because it's... There were, I mean, there are a few moments that kind of got me because yeah. um, the, I wrote one down and it was um, when, uh, what's his name? What's the bad guy's Saris? name? Saris? Saris, yeah. When Saris boards their ship mm. and has um, Mathazar tied up and is torturing him and then uh, he has to actually explain that they were actors. Oh, and, yeah. And the... As quirky and goofy and silly as the uh, the Thermians, the Thermians are. Gosh, there's so many weird words. I, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Termites them all. or Dalmatians. But yeah, <laughs> <Meta-gym>. <laughs> Yeah, things are getting tossed around in my brain right now. Yeah. But anyway, when Mathazar's tied up and um, uh, Tim Allen has to go over and, and describe that it was just a show. It was they they were lying. Yeah. And he doesn't understand the concept until he says, we lied. Well, yeah, because Sarah's, like, he's trying to explain it normally, and then Sarah says, explain it to him as if, if he were a child. Yeah, explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lied. And then, like I was saying, as, as weird and quirky as, the, as they are, the way he delivers the, but why? Like, it's just yeah. this, you can barely hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like just this raspy little horse, like, but. Yeah, and and then Tim Allen, just his, I am so sorry, yeah. you know, like, and again, like that's, it, it's him understanding how much this means to to Mathazar and his people, mm-hmm. like they, it, like it's a silly situation, but they built their entire culture and society off of these historical documents, <laughs> and they've based everything on them. It's just. It hurt to hear that because yeah. he realizes, like, oh, you guys lied. Everything that we built our entire lives on, everything that we stand for, everything that we've wanted to accomplish, it's all for, for naught. Yeah. You lied to us. It's not real. And it's it's devastating. And you can see it in his face. You can hear it in the way he talks. And it's just, mm-hmm. it hurts. Well, I think that adds to a bit of what we were talking about before about with you know, uh, the Thermians are kind of the vessel for fans in general. And uh, I, I, I honestly want to think that that's why they brought the show back at the end. Is yeah. because they're like, we realize how much this means to people now, yeah. you know? And um, that it's not necessarily just a TV show to people. Mm-hmm. It's a very important part of who they are. It's just those, those little serious moments are... I think really add to yeah their whole character. Well, then also like when they when they say oh like you could drop us off back on Earth and you guys can go home and they're like why would we do that? Yeah, and it's because there's none of them left. This is it. Mm-hmm. And you realize like oh, Sarah's wiped them out. Like this is everything they've got yeah. here on the ship and back on the spaceport that they just left. Like. They're gone. They're like, this ex- is all they have. <laughs> yeah, they're almost an extinct species. <laughs> and it just... It doesn't pull its punches. Mm. Like, yeah, it's goofy and silly and comical throughout, but at the same time, it has those moments where it's just like, no, the stakes are real. Well, I Awful think- things have happened, and you need to... 
you need to understand that and respect that it has happened. And I think that's why a lot of the comedy is so funny is because it's it, it's so real. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like if you were thrust in these types of situations, it, you would like guy the whole time. He he's just like, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. I'm just a normal dude who got killed in an episode and I should not be in these well, types it, of situations. It that's like like you're saying how each character got their own like little yeah. arc. They basically all, they they either were refusing to be the person that they were on the show, or they were too into the person on the show. Yeah. And in Guy's case, he's like, oh, I'm the dude who just dies five minutes in, so if I'm going down to this planet, I'm going to die five minutes after we walk out this yeah. ship. And he's like freaking out and having a yeah. heart attack because he thinks he's going to die. I, I feel like the only one who was pretty chill most of the time was Fred. Except for yeah. the digital conveyor, he got a little... Uh, yeah, but even then, it's like... I, I think it's it's clever. It's so clever that they're like, oh, everything in the ship is designed exactly off of the historical documents, off yeah. of the show, what you did. Yeah. And so it's like, even if they don't think they can do that, they did it before. Mm-hmm. It's literally, like, every single control is based off of exactly what they were doing on the show. I mean, when they told Laredo to practice flying, he was just watching the show and mimicking his movements. And Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's no. very nice. It is. It is. And just, man, I love, I love too that, you know, there were obviously CG parts, but I mean, this movie came out in 99, so it's not like there was a lot of CG stuff. So a lot of the stuff that they, like the, the sets they were on mm. were real sets and like, I mean, they filmed in Goblin Valley here in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it added to that quote unquote realism of you know mm-hmm. like them being thrust into this world that well it's is actually kind of I, I now have developed like a bit of an eye for looking for special effects oh yeah and there are several scenes where there was like a really long hallway yeah and I was just like oh this is definitely just like a maybe 10 15 foot room and then they just copy it <laughs> or it's just painted on the wall or yeah. something like that it's just perspective because we're we're stuck in the camera. Yeah. But it's I don't know, it's clever. Like it's it's neat to see those little tricks that they do. Mm-hmm. And I mean to go along with that, the practical effects in this movie are brilliant. Okay. They're so good. <laughs> no, yeah, like Saris and all his guys, like <laughs> you mentioned Saris's like dragonfly wings or whatever. Yeah, they whatever are. the heck they those are called, yeah. those little like quill things on his back when they yeah. flip up when he gets mad. I mean also uh, if you notice, his pec plates yeah. and his shoulder plates are, like, layered. Those mm. also flare up and, like, oh, open yeah. when he gets mad. And, like, the little, like, spider things on his head, those will all move and everything. It's just the amount of, like... They probably had, like, five guys controlling all the animatronics on the <laughs> suit yeah. to make sure it all, like, worked in tandem. They all had to be in sync. Especially because <laughs> the dude inside... Wow, like that would oh, suck so bad. I've heard stories of just how claustrophobic pl- prosthetics and things like that can be, and it probably I, took several hours to get him into that suit. Oh yeah, several hours to get him out, and they put him in. and He's got to be in there all day because they can't get him back out and in because it yep. takes too much time. <laughs> I have so much respect for uh, like actors who do monsters and stuff. Yeah, in, in movies, they like, get into big old suits and all that stuff. It's it's got to be so difficult. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at, like, the guys who do Chewbacca. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, in behind-the-scenes stuff, whenever they take, like, the Chewbacca head off, he's just, like, drenched in sweat, you know? Yeah. Just... <laughs> but it 
it adds to that, I think, being, uh, you know, obviously CG creatures can be cool, and, you know, we have mm-hmm. mocap now, so it can add to that realism, but I think, you know, if Star Wars was made now and Chewbacca was a CG creature, I don't think it would have been as charming. It would have been different. Yeah. It would have felt different. I think it would have felt maybe a little bit less genuine. Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at Chewbacca's eyes when Peter Mayhew was... Peter Mayhew was in the suit. Those were his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I met Peter Mayhew once, and it's like, you look into his eyes, and you're like, that's Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's different when it's actually there. And I think one of the main reasons is something that kind of goes over our head, but it's the fact that the other actors can react and respond directly yeah. to what's happening on screen. Yeah. So, like, the fact that, uh, you know, Tim Allen and, uh, and Sigourney Weaver and all these people got to actually stand there with, with Ceres here. Yeah. Like, in the flesh, seven feet tall, like, this giant green orc dude with scary teeth. Like, that's that's got to be pretty pretty weird. He's as ugly as he is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the kill signal. Oh, yeah, you gave me the, we're dead. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> This, this movie's got some zingers in it. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, and that's the one thing is their banter. I mean, uh, we, we've said this a lot in our movies, but, like, that the re- relationship between... The, the chemistry between the actors is really good. Well, I think that's that's one of the things that, like, makes a movie good. One yeah. of the biggest things. And it's, it's not always obvious, but, mm-hmm. like, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, all these characters, like, it feels plausible that they all interact and are the way that they are. Well, and it, it feels like that these characters, that they've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, like when when they're rolling away the beryllium sphere and Tim Allen is like, never give up, never surrender. And they're like, shut up. <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Especially because for so much of his life, yeah. he has actually embraced that wholeheartedly and be yeah. like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is my character. This is me. It's, I don't know. It's just... Is it's silly to see all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I even like you know you mentioned Guy where he's he embraced you know he's like oh I'm gonna die because I was this guy who died in the show and stuff but I don't know if I call that embracing more like dreading. Uh, or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dre- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, but it, it was funny like when they first got onto the ship and they saw the people salute. Com- uh, I was gonna say Commander Taggart, but Peter Nesmith, I guess because yeah. Um, but when they all salute Tim Allen. And Guy is just smiling at Alan Rickman. And Alan Rickman's like, what? And he's like, I'm just jazzed to be on the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so great. <laughs> oh, man, I love Guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's definitely the comic relief of this this movie. The, what, what did... Uh, the plucky what comic if, relief. Yeah, plucky comic relief. You ever think about that? The plucky? <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, I got an idea. <laughs> See, that's that's another thing where it's like that little line, that little throwaway line, but like that kind of changed Guy's whole perspective on like who he is. Well, and yeah, you look throughout the movie, they all have their funny moments, but Guy is the one who you laugh at the most, I think. I mean, just look at his uh, when Peter's trying to, or when Tim Allen's trying to uh, fight Grignac. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Best line in the entire movie. I have to say it. Yeah. You're not allowed because it, um, it's it, it's a meme with me and Skyler. <laughs> um, but just the part where um, I put it down exactly. But a uh, guy that he's fighting Gorignac, the giant yeah. rock monster. And they're like, oh, you got to find a weak point, like attack it in the throat. It's the a eyes. rock. It has no weak points. Yeah, and then <laughs> guys like, wait, I got it. 
and I think it was it like episode eighty four or something yeah. like that. And he's like, "You you gotta create a weapon. You start by creating a rudimentary lathe. A lathe? Get off the line, guy." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, I said that once on a camping trip, and it was just out of it. Without the context, it doesn't make any sense, and it's yeah. not funny. But like, it was one of the most hilarious things I've ever said in my life. It's amazing. <laughs> I well, love that line so much. And it's this movie. I think I mentioned it uh, towards the beginning, but me and my family will just be out, you know, just out for dinner, and something will come up, or I don't know how it comes up as often as it does, but. Um, like someone will mention a minor, you know, like oh, are you a minor? And I'll, I'll just be thinking, minors, not minors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and just uh, so many different lines from this movie just pop up in my life more than I would ever think it would have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think about that. Like every time I've mentioned this movie, I I think I've basically always had someone be like, oh yeah, that's a movie that exists. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. That's a good one. It looked kind of how I was mm-hmm. when, when you're like, oh, let's do Galaxy Quest. I was like, yeah, that's a movie. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's kind of a classic, but it's like sort of like a sleeper classic, I guess. I don't know. It's well, weird. Well, and it's one of those, too, that if you haven't watched it for a while, once you do watch it, you remember all those lines and things that exactly. you loved. Like, like, when, I, when I said that line yeah. a couple of years ago on a camping trip, I literally had no idea what movie it was from. <laughs> I was just like, I know that's from something. I couldn't tell you what. Yeah. And then it wasn't until like a year later that I was telling this story. I think it was with you, actually. I was recounting the story, and you're like, oh, that's from Galaxy Quest. Yeah. And I was like, you're right, it is. <laughs> I forgot that movie existed. Yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it it's a movie that, well, like, like you said, you may have, quote, unquote, forgotten about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's a movie that sticks with you in the way that, like, when it does come up or th- lines like that come up, you're like, oh, yeah. that I haven't seen that movie in years, but for some reason that line stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's weird that it can do that. It yeah. It's like, it sits down in your subconscious and then yeah. you have to be reminded that it's there. Yeah. it, And I think this, like, like I said, it just... Throughout my life, I get so many of these lines, especially with me and my dad. Like, I mean, t- today I'm going to be seeing my dad, and I'll probably tell him <laughs> that I uh, watched this movie and did an episode about it, and we'll probably be quoting it. Has he been, has he been listening to this podcast? He has. He has. How, how does he feel about getting mentioned almost every episode? He hasn't mentioned that. But I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of to be expected, probably. Yeah. I mean, my dad is the one who sparked my love for movies, so I'll be mentioning him... Probably until this podcast is over, whenever that'll be. <laughs> hopefully never. Yep. We or at least hopefully in a long time. Long time, yeah. Ideally. But, I don't know, it's just, this movie, and even for me, like, like I said, this is a very important movie for my family. It, it comes up a lot more often than I think people would think. And But even for me, when I, I kind of don't think about how much this movie means to me. Yeah, like I I don't think about how how much I use the the lines and think about how much they cared about the fans and how this movie probably was one thing that made me realize oh it's okay to like this stuff yeah at least in like some subconscious sense yeah 
in your head. Yeah. Speak of the devil, my father is calling us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I'll call you later. <laughs> I'm sure he'll understand. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's It just kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. For I mean, for half the episode. Yeah. I just... Something keeps popping into my head is, is it... It kind of comes off as, like, almost tragic to me when people lose track of their childhood so much that, like, they can't enjoy things like this anymore. Mm-hmm. The aforementioned, it's a waste of your time yeah. like, kind of mentality. It just makes me sad. Like, yeah, everyone needs to have some form of escape, some form of getaway. And I think, isn't that what we called the Stargate episode, Learn to Escape? Yeah, well, and it's it's kind of an interesting thing. The, the quote of the, the, the catchphrase of the show, never give up, never surrender. I don't know. It's, it, it's kind of a thing. It's like, don't surrender who you are. You know, don't. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of, you know, don't, don't let people tell you that you're one thing when you're another thing. Or don't, if, if someone's like, hey, liking Star Wars is silly. You shouldn't do that. That's a kid's show. Yeah, that's a kid's show. That's for, or, oh, you like the new ones? You're not good. a real fan. Uh, good. <laughs> I'm glad it's a kid's show. Yeah. I would like to remember what it was like well, when I was a kid. Well, when I when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's a kid's show, and that's how that's how I watched it. Yeah. When I I remember as a kid, uh, I was getting the you know the allergy test done where they prick your back and with all the different uh, find out which allergies you have. They told me I could watch a movie because it'd be about an hour or two, and, and uh, I picked The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And I remember that movie. I picked it because I was like five, right? Yeah. Or younger. I don't know. And I picked that movie because it comforted me. Yeah. And it still does. It just, yeah. It You need to hold on to that. Especially because, like, I think about someday I'm going to have my own kids. And, and when they find something inevitably that they love and and some movie that they watch every single day. Mm -hmm. Every kid has one of those. I want to be able to sit there and be like, I remember what it was like when I, when I did that. Yeah. At least to some extent. And I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm excited that they're excited. Yeah. It makes me happy. And like, I don't ever want to be the kind of parent who's just like, no, you don't get to like that thing anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. It just it bothers me when when people like gatekeep what you can and can't like. Well, I even liked it. You know, they didn't show Brandon's parents often, but like there have been movies and things where they show parents of nerds or whatever, where they're like, "Oh gosh, this is my kid. Oh, I can't believe this is my kid." Mm-hmm. And like I said, they didn't show his parents often, but. All they showed was like, "Hey, take out the trash." Uh, and when he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go do this thing at the Galaxy Con, and we're gonna we're gonna shoot the fireworks," and they're like, "Okay, dinner's at 7. <laughs> you know, like they didn't quite understand it, yeah. but it's not like they were but, like, "No, you can't go do that." It, they they didn't shut him down. Yeah, they they let him do the thing he wanted to do, even if they didn't get what it meant. Well, and why. I like I liked her line too. They're like, "Well, at least he's outside." You know, like just <laughs> if that's how you have to look at it. Like, at least he's socializing. At yeah. least he's getting out of the house. Well, I mean, that's what my mom uh, when I was growing up. You know, I played D and D and things, and my mom would I'd be asked by other parents, like, "Oh, you let him play D and D, or you you let him just sit there for hours and play D and D." And my mom was like, "Yeah, he's." Sitting there talking with his friends the whole time. What's so yeah. bad about that? <laughs> D&D was definitely one of the, At least it used to be. Yeah. I don't think it is very much anymore because mm-hmm. it's gotten a 
pretty wide audience in the the recent years. Yeah. But like D and D was definitely one of those things. Where it's like, oh, you do that? Like, uh, yeah. ooh, we're not friends with you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. But that, that was like my mom's whole thing. She was like, she was like, I don't care if he and his friends watch movies, but like at least he's not just sitting in front of a TV screen. He's yeah. he's socializing with his friends. Yeah. Like I said, it's just it feel it makes me feel bad and makes me feel sad when people lose track of that. I mean, I always try to whenever like whether it's with my little cousins or other kids that I just interact with in just regular life, you know, if they're if I see that they're, you know, like wearing a Spider-Man shirt or like there was a couple months ago this kid came into Target where I work and uh he was in full Spider-Man outfit. And uh I was like, "Oh, hey Spider-Man." You know, just like, yeah. a, and he had a mask on, but I could tell his posture, like by his posture, he was like, oh, this kid, this guy called me Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. He just, like, I just want other kids to realize that it's okay to be a nerd. <laughs> you know, it's okay to love these yeah. things. Don't shame people for doing what they love. Yeah. Because then they might not love that thing anymore. Yeah. Because they remember how you made them feel. They made it feel like garbage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that we got that message from this movie. And I mean, I really think with Stargate, it was kind of a funny thing where I, I, we kind of found that from that movie. It wasn't necessarily a theme that was in that movie. Yeah. But I think that in this movie, this really was a theme in it. It definitely feels like it was. Yeah. I think it would be... a. A mighty fine coincidence if it wasn't something right. that was intentional. Yeah. Because <laughs> it really felt like they... Well, and um, I haven't fully seen it, but there's a Galaxy Quest like documentary on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some clips from it where they do mention, like, it's all because of the fans. Without the fans, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And they even say that about Galaxy Quest. They're like, without the people who love this movie, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so... Like I mentioned earlier, just that scene where Tim Allen salutes the kids just chills. Gives them the respect that they they deserve. Yeah. Even if all they did was love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They still deserve some respect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think think that just about wraps it up, right? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Don't want to get too preachy into like, oh, this is our philosophy again. We've done that plenty of times. But like... This isn't another one of those episodes where we just talk about, like, this is why we decided to do this in the first place. Mm-hmm. This kind of thing right here, because it, it's special, and it deserves to be mentioned. Even if it's by two random dudes sitting in a bedroom recording with a laptop. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. It, it, I, I've got stuff to share, you got stuff to share, and evidently people want to listen to it. So Yeah, exactly. It makes us happy. Makes them happy. Yep. Never give up, never surrender. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. I guess you'll hear us next time. (laughs) You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, and anywhere else you can listen. Especially this time. Always remember to watch what you love and to love what you watch.